If you've got questions or comments, don't hesitate to weigh in by emailing me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. I'll repeat that email, info at talkwithfrancesca.com. Or if you have a show suggestion, you can also feel free to email me. All right, we're going to get started. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Labranti Tile and Stone and Peabody. These guys do beautiful, beautiful work. Give them a call if you need some tile. All right, ladies, no more excuses. If you don't know, strength strength training exercises are proven to burn calories, boost your metabolism, build muscle, and, of course, tone your body. So whether you're a complete beginner or a fitness pro, you'll want to stay tuned because I'm going to bring on Joan Pagano, who says if you want to age gracefully, it takes muscle. She's a fitness expert and the owner of Joan Pagano Fitness, former trainer to Jackie O and Carolyn Kennedy, and she has specialized in weight training for women since 1988. Thank you for joining us this morning, Joan, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. Thank you for having me. My pleasure to be here. So, Joan, I've heard that you need to you need weights to lose weight, but others say you need cardio. So, and, and it's always been, well, which is it? It's a combination. You can't do one without the other. Actually, a well-rounded workout includes cardio, strength training, and stretching. They're three components of a well-rounded workout. But in terms of weight control, you need the cardio to burn calories from the whole body. That's uh, the calories are systemic to the body. They don't belong to any one particular body part, even though you may be genetically programmed to carry more fat in one area of your body. But when you exercise cardiovascularly and moving the large muscles in a continuous pattern, you burn calories from all over. And then you need to build lean body mass so that your body becomes more power hungry. As you build muscle, you burn more calories 24 hours a day while you breathe, digest food, circulate blood, even as you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So a lean body is power hungry. So you need cardio to burn calories and weight training to burn them the rest of the time that you're not exercising. And and you said stretching, which I found interesting. And and, uh, I mean, when I think of stretching, I don't think of having any um, impact on losing weight. No, it doesn't have, you're right about that. It doesn't have an impact on losing weight, but it does have an impact on your ability to move and your ability to maintain an upright posture, a graceful posture, which automatically makes you look younger and slimmer if mm-hmm. you stand up straight. You know what? I would love to take a few minutes to tr- really actually talk about stretching. And I'll tell you why. I, I think it's it's extremely important. I think that it is under, uh, I think that it, the a lot of women don't really realize the real, real value. And until you start to get that like feeling in your body where you wake up in the morning and you're starting to feel achy and you're sitting too long during the day. And, and I'm, I'm saying I have more than a passing interest in this because I actually had an experience um, back, I guess it was about four months ago. I woke up one morning 
and I had pain in my leg. And then um, I went to the doctors like three days later, and then it got into lower back stuff and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, really, what oh, I mean, I, I went through some physical um, therapy, but what in the end, what really healed me was I had to get back into heavy stretching and heavy exercise. I had... I had moved, and so I was busy lifting and moving and so on and so forth, but I wasn't moving in sort of a, you know, the weights kind of way or the cardio or the stretching, none of that. And so I think stretching is is a big, big thing. You hit on so many important points. It is an important thing, and it's especially important as we get older. You start to feel a little stiffer in the morning. You need to limber up before you really go into the main part of your day. You also need to stretch in order after you exercise, after you do your cardio, and after you do your strength training, you need to stretch out the muscles that have been contracting. If you're doing a running or a cycling or a swimming routine, you need to stretch those muscles out. They've been contracting, 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 and you need to lengthen them back out. Same as if you're lifting weights, when the muscle has been contracting against the resistance of the weight, Mm -hmm. it gets shorter, it gets tighter, so you need to stretch it out. And it becomes more and more important as we get older. It's kind of the one part of a program that people skip because they they think that if they get their cardio and they do their weight training, they got to get out of there. they got to get out of there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They're off and running, but they don't ever, like, release the tension that they've created in their bodies. Exactly. It's it's you know this also reminds me of this was many probably twenty years ago when I had gotten into yoga and you know I would go through the whole yoga class but the at the end the you know the relaxation was like I don't have time for this you know which is mm-hmm. so funny because I mean that's sort of the whole point of it but but that really I mean it's just sort of a completion of it all and you know I just think when people think of, of you know sort of taking care of your body stretching scene you know i'm not saying people don't stretch people do stretch but i think that more people take stretching seriously when they've had an injury or they start aching a little bit and and then they start saying i better start stretching and then once you do you realize wow how did i go through life not stretching when i think of having lifted weights three times a week and never stretching afterwards it's no wonder well you know when the body is (coughs) younger it's much more supple you see babies. Babies are practically made of rubber, you know, and as we get older, right. older, older, and especially after about the age of 40, we don't have that elasticity, that natural elasticity that we had when we were younger. So mm-hmm. we need to stretch on a daily basis in order to maintain the length in the muscles, and it improves your posture. It improves your Outlook, if you can take a few minutes, like you said, at the end of the yoga class for a, a, a little meditation, but even if you just do your stretches, to me, to me, they're delicious. They just feel wonderful in my body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I'm working with my clients, I'll, I'll often be stretching with them, and I'll just say, oh, this feels so good, and they kind of give me a quizzical look, but it really feels good if you get into it and you realize the benefit that you're doing for yourself. I think with stretching, you need to hold that stretch as well. I think that's there's, a... You know, there's so many different theories about stretching out there. They we Will you tell found, us? Okay, okay. We found that stretching before a workout, doing a static stretch, which is what I advocate, doing a static stretch before a workout is enervating to the muscles. In other words, it uh, takes the um, energy out of them. So we no longer do that kind of a stretch before. 
you you would do more of a uh, an active stretch. So if you were going to Oh, I don't know if you're going to be, especially this is especially important for sports, if you're going to be pitching for a baseball team, you would do something that you rotate your shoulder and swing your arm around, things like that to Mm -hmm. prepare you for your sport. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, after you work out, is when I think it's most important to stretch. Mm -hmm. As I said before, you just want to lengthen those muscles out, discharge tension, and return them to a length so that you can stand tall Mm -hmm. and move with a certain ease throughout your day. If you if you're tight in your movements, especially your hamstrings and your legs, well no, every actually everywhere. If you're tight in your legs, you're going to start having shorter movements, right. more stuttering steps like an older person. You think of an elderly person and the way they walk, you know, that's mm-hmm. what starts to happen if you don't keep length in those muscles. And what happens in the upper body is that we start to cave in and slump forward. This is very typical exactly. with age because mm-hmm. of our forward posture during our daily activities. And we need to stretch open the chest and the front of the shoulders and strengthen the back by doing back bends and exercises that reverse that forward slouch. So it's really important as we're getting older to keep stretching and maintain that fluidity in our bodies. Now, what about, you know, exercises like just riding a bike or walking? Would you consider, is it necessary to stretch after that? Mm-hmm, oh, definitely, oh, because okay. again, your muscles have been contracting. Those are endurance activities. Cardio is endurance activity, meaning that the muscles are trained to repeat the same movement over and over. So you do cardio activities you know, for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. You can also break it up into 10 or 15 segments during the course of the day if you don't have a full session to devote to it. But nonetheless, whether it's 10, 15, 30, 45, or you're training for marathons, your muscles are contracting repeatedly. And so, yes, you need to stretch them out. And you'll feel so much better. You'll mm-hmm. feel, when you stretch, you need to feel a gentle pulling in the muscle. And we generally advocate that you hold a stretch for about a count of 20, and you'll feel that tightness loosening up. You'll feel that gentle pulling easing up, mm-hmm. and then you know that you've, you're finished. You did your stretch. Do you think that you have to go, actually go to a gym to get the full benefit of a workout? No, you know, I don't at all because my whole methodology is based on exercises that you can do at home with minimal equipment. I've been training people in New York City apartments since the 1980s. Originally, I was on people's living room and bedroom floors with minimal equipment. Now it happens that a lot of my clients have private gyms in their buildings, so we get the best of both worlds. But I've always enjoyed training with a couple of sets of dumbbells, a heavy set and a lighter set. I love the stretch bands and tubes. I Mm -hmm. love weighted balls, the stability ball, which I'm sitting on as I'm speaking to you. I use it as my desk chair. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I love all the toys and tools. Keeps your your abs toned, right? Keeps Keeps the core. You have to sit up straight. I do a little lunge to get to the file drawers on one side. I lunge to the other side oh to get to the gosh. printer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? I um, Thank you. You sent me your book. And um, it's called just strength training, right? It's strength training exercises for women. Oh, that's a beautiful book. 
Thank you. It's just beautiful. I mean, the, the, the exercises in there, they just like, they, it just like makes you want to just go out, buy yourself an exercise outfit and get going. Speaking of which, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get started um, with the habit of regular exercise. I know I, I've overall in my life, I've been an exerciser, but the few times that I've stopped, you know, it's just, it, it, it can be agonizing getting back into it. Do you have any tips of, of maybe how to make that that easier for people who haven't, women who haven't exercised in a long time, they know that they, they should because they should. Um, but what can you recommend to get them going? Good point. You know, it happens to everybody. It, it happens to me too. And you need to somehow overcome that inertia. My methodology starts with four body weight exercises that you could do anytime, any place, no equipment required, and they would be some variation of a push-up. And I'm not saying to get down on the floor. You can do a push-up against the wall, against the kitchen sink. So a push-up is very important. It, it targets three main muscle groups of the upper body, so it's very efficient, a very efficient exercise. Mm-hmm. A squat which, again, does not have to be a full-weighted squat. It could be a wall sit or a wall slide Mm -hmm. or a sit-to-stand squat before Mm -hmm. you do a stand-to-sit. But a squat is also very efficient because it works all the major muscle groups of the lower body, which are not only great for firming the bottom line, but they're great because it's a very functional move that we need as we get older to get up from a seated position. So we've got the push-up, the squat, a back extension, which I mentioned before is so important, a back bend type of exercise, and it can be very mild. You can do it supported with two fists in the small of your back, um, and you support it as you lift your chest up, bringing your elbows towards each other um, to reverse that forward curve that we were talking about that Mm -hmm. happens to us with time. Mm -hmm. And then something for the abdomen would be an abdominal compression or what I call a scooping technique, which strengthens the abdominal muscles. So you have something for the core. You've got the abdomen and the spinal extension for the core. You've got the squats for the lower body, and you've got the push-ups for the upper body. You've got a mini full-body workout with just those four exercises. And if you could do 10 in the morning, you know, before your day gets out of control, do mm-hmm. 10 of each every other day because we need to allow a day of rest in between working the same muscle groups. You know, you're well on your way. And you're, if you never did anything more than that, you're so much better off than if you never did them. Oh, absolutely. You know what, Joan, I would love to talk uh, about our metabolism and how it slows down as we get older, but we do need to take a short break. So when we come back, we are going to discuss um, your metabolism and more. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723. Three six seven three three, or visit us at anticofornoboston.com. 
If you're looking for contemporary furniture at a reasonable price, look no further than an Alto Decor Contemporary Furniture. Located at 799 Broadway in Saugus, they've been at this location for nine years. So whether you're looking for just the right piece or plan to redecorate your entire home, Alto Decor Contemporary Furniture is the place to go. Filled with contemporary and unique furnishings and accessories, visit Alto Decor Contemporary Furniture today. Contemporary living you can afford. Call 781-941-ALTO or visit them at altodecor.com. Are you bouncing back from an injury, trying to manage chronic illness, or just interested in living longer? New Harmony Center for Health and Wellness in Beverly can help you heal. They are an acupuncture and integrative medicine center. They work with your doctor on one hand and with healing complementary therapies on the other. Whether you want a new harmony or simply explore thriving wellness, New Harmony Center for Health and Wellness can help you. Visit their website today at newharmonywellness.com or call 978-922-3030. If you're anything like me, your dog is no different than your child. That's why when I can't take him with me, I bring him to the Beach Dog Doggy Daycare at 96 Newburyport Turnpike in Newberry. Specializing in the care of small dogs, the small dog with the big dog attitude, there is no other daycare specializing in small dogs only. That's why I take my dog to the Beach Dog Doggy Daycare. And they offer free pickup and drop-off services to the local Newburyport area with homestyle playrooms with sofas, blankets, and rugs, and dogs group daily by not only their social personality, but mood of the day. Where else could I possibly take my little guy? Visit the Beach Dog Dog Daycare.com. I have found the best kept secret on the North Shore and just in time for spring. Family owned and operated Labranti Tile and Stone. They've been in business for over 30 years and they do all their own installations. You'll work with Jay at their showroom in Peabody who will color coordinate your dream space and Gerald and Pat will handle all the expert installations. Now doing complete bathroom remodels including ripouts, tiles, vanity tops, glass doors and even mirrors. So visit them at 134 Newberry Street in Peabody or call them at 978-536-288 zero zero or visit labranti tile and stone.com let's go girls We are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca, and I'm speaking with Joan Pagano, and we are talking about, well, we're talking about a little of everything, but getting your body in shape, and um, when right before the break, I mentioned that I would like to discuss metabolism, because I know that it slows down, Joan, as we get older. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, it does slow down, and one of the reasons it slows down is because we lose muscle naturally as well. So as we're losing muscle, we're losing lean body mass, which is what revs up the metabolism. So strength training, the importance of strength training, it gets more and more important as we're getting older because it's what builds the lean body mass. And I'm not talking about building big muscles. I'm talking about the difference in your body composition between lean body mass which are the muscles, your bones, your organs, the body, body fluids, and fat mass. And if you're not doing strength training, here's a really interesting little statistic. A 20-year-old woman who does not do strength training will lose about 5 pounds of muscle and gain about 5 pounds of fat by the time she's 50. 
So even that means even if you're maintaining your scale weight perfectly mm-hmm. from the age of 20 to 50, there are subtle changes occurring in your body composition that are affecting your health and your appearance. Oh, but there yeah. is such a thing called skinny fat. Right. So people, people who appear to be lean but have right. no muscle tone right. will actually measure when you do a, a test with a body composition test with calipers as being over fat. Well, that's actually what my next question was going to be because I'm, I've always been a little curious about this body composition, um, what it is really, but more important, why does it matter? Right. Well, it it's, um, basically pertains to your health. It's one of the aspects of physical fitness that you can control through an exercise program. We know that we have an epidemic of obesity in this country, and certainly um, a lot of people are overweight, if not obese, and we're not moving enough. So the dangers that come with carrying extra body fat are that it puts you at risk for heart disease, for high blood pressure, for diabetes, so we need to we need to maintain our weight in a healthy range and part of that formula is to do your strength training it not only benefits the muscles so that you have your lean body mass but it actually benefits the bones too which is another huge area for women oh absolutely um how often should a woman do strength training you need to allow a day of rest in between working the same muscle groups so that means if you're going to do a full body workout, upper body and lower body on one day, then you need to allow a whole day of rest before you repeat that. However, if you want to do something every day, mm-hmm. then you could, do, you could do what we call a split body routine, mm-hmm. which is where you would do upper body one day, lower body the next, excuse me, <clears throat> core the next, and you could then cycle through those workouts so you could do something every day. So and and the minimum by the way is twice a week. If you're going to do a full body workout, mm-hmm. meaning targeting 8 to 10 major muscle groups, then <clears throat> excuse me, you need to do that twice a week. So, and how many times a week would you do cardio? Cardio you can do up to 6 days a week up to an hour a day before you risk overuse injuries. In other words, if somebody is training for a cardio event like a marathon or a, a cycling event or a swimming or triathlon, you're training for that. Or you're in training to lose weight because that's one of the most effective ways to lose weight is to burn a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to overdo for fear of creating injuries in your body. So up to an hour a day, six days a week. But then... What I would be concerned about, and I actually um, experienced this myself, is I lifted weights uh, with a trainer for about three months. And honestly, I found I got hungrier and ate more. So in the end, nothing really changed that much. I mean, it really, it, it didn't. It, it, But, you know, I also have to confess that... You know, that 3 o'clock coffee roll at Dunkin' Donuts didn't help either. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I did not, not not every day, but I mean, seriously, but, you know, I I needed to lose 5 pounds. You know, it seems like 5 pounds is nothing, but those damn 5 pounds, that drive me crazy. So, but, but, you know, I, I found that I was getting just so hungry. Um, Well, it gets harder to lose weight as we get older, for sure. And we need to become more aggressive about our exercise and more careful about what we eat. 
So you need to really work harder. If you really wanted to take off those five pounds, you had to do harder cardio, more strength training, or I shouldn't say harder cardio, more cardio, although Mm -hmm. that brings up another interesting point, harder uh, being um, a a clue to doing interval training because that's also another very effective way of burning more calories without extending the length of your workout. And why is that? Well, because if you can add intervals, and they could be anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute to three minutes, there are many, many different kinds of programs that you can follow for interval training where you pick up the pace for a limited period of time, and then you recover for a recovery period of time. And that way you can, you can burn more calories during the course of your workout. Mm-hmm. than if you were just doing a continuous pace for the whole workout. It's been extremely effective in keeping people more fit, even people who have chronic diseases that we would have never thought we could make them work so hard, people with with diabetes and Parkinson's even, um, that we have found it's a more effective way of training everybody, even people with special conditions. How can we lose as much weight as possible as fast as possible without starving ourselves to death. Yeah, you can't starve yourself. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, I just, I, I know that for me, when I want to, when I say, oh, I got to really start to watch it, I got to chill out a little bit. I know that I take bread out of my diet for a couple of days. But beyond that, I, I end up feeling edgy. I, I find that getting rid of carbs, I know it puts your body in this state of ketosis. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I'm afraid that it's not healthy and I'd love your take on that. Right. Well, a nutritionist would really be the person to ask that question to because she would, she would really have the answer for how you need to balance out your diet, Mm -hmm. you know, through the course of the day so that you're not hungry. I can give you guidelines for healthy eating, but we know, we all know what they are. I know. We know that you need to load up on fruits and veggies whole grains and um, a certain amount of protein and minimize the fat content in your diet. So we know that, but the question is for each individual person, how much food is that? Now, I I need five meals a day. I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I have two snacks. Hmm. So I'm extremely active because it is my profession, and I'm out training people for part of every day. And, um, you know, you need to refuel. You totally need to refuel. There was a Women's Healthy Lifestyle Project study that was done that followed premenopausal women as they went through menopause. Mm -hmm. And those who followed a low-calorie diet and burned an extra 1,000 to 15 calories a week saw greater reductions in their waistlines and were more likely to have remained at or below their starting weight. So that's what I'm saying. You just need to be very diligent. You need to do more cardio, and you need to really monitor the the number of calories that you're getting and make sure that they are nutritionally dense. Right. You, you know what? You have to really want it. You, know, you're, you, you do. You do. You really because do. If you, if, because <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's a lifelong, it isn't, a, you know, I'm going to go on a diet for two weeks and work out for a month. No doesn't work that way. It's this is it's a lifestyle. Um, speaking of lifestyles, what about yoga? I mean, a lot of people just do just yoga. Do you consider that an effective workout program? I love yoga myself. Well, I, I do, do it too. In addition to strength training, or sometimes if I get bored with my strength training routine, I will do yoga instead because everybody needs a change now and then. 
But um, yoga, you're using your body weight, and you're using it very effectively. You're using it the way the body moves mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. So the muscles are, are working together in an integrated fashion, and you're certainly overloading them with mm-hmm. your, your own body weight. Perhaps not to the extent that you could do with machines in the gym, mm-hmm. but certainly you're toning your muscles, and a recent study showed that you're also building your bone density. So that was that was breaking news because nobody's ever said that about yoga before because it is somewhat of muscle endurance, you know, where you're repeating movements and in order to stress the bones, you need we've always said you need to do the weightlifting. But a, a new study, somebody really pursued this and found that yoga also helps build the bones. It also is great for posture alignment and balance training. Oh, absolutely. So lots of benefits to yoga. Absolutely. Okay, one more quick question. Do sit-ups flatten your belly or not? <laughs> Good question. I know. Crunches. Well, first of all, we haven't done a full sit-up in the, the fitness field for many, many years, a full sit-up where you come to a full sitting-up position. Right. We found that to be hard on the low back and to incorporate the muscles in the front of the hip, the hip flexor muscles, as you come to that full sitting-up position. So we, we, we do that if, if you do sit-ups, full sit-ups, and you like them, there's no reason you can't continue, but we've steered away from them. Okay. So then we went to crunches, where you actually just lift your head and shoulders yep. about 30 degrees off the floor. Yep. And the muscle of the abdomen, there are four abdominal muscles. The one that you're working there is the most superficial, called the rectus abdominis. And when it's toned, it creates that coveted six-pack have you heard about the six-pack? Of course, of course. There are six little segments that develop when that muscle is toned, and anybody who has a six-pack is very proud to show it off, mm-hmm. you know, at the gym or in your bathing suit. However, crunches will never flatten your belly. Well, first of all, they won't flatten your belly if, if you're not doing them right. And to do them right, you need to draw the belly in, do a scooping technique where you draw the mm-hmm. belly in. Yep. A lot of people use poor form, and they pooch the belly out. So it's really counterproductive. So when you lift your head and shoulders up, if you're going to do crunches, you need to scoop your navel back towards your spine. Towards your spine, exactly. And you need, to, you need to sort of put your hand on your abdomen to make sure that you are pulling in. You need to pull in every time you come up and exhale as you do. But the, re- the muscle that really flattens the belly is the deep abdominal muscle, which wraps around the pelvis to support the low back, flatten the abdominal contents, and narrow the waist. So that's the muscle we really want to get. And exercises that target that, that's called the transverse abdominus, that muscle are exercises like a plank, which are very popular now, especially Mm -hmm. in the fitness field. As I said, we've gotten away from crunches. We've gotten into a different kind of core training Mm -hmm. that uses the abdominal muscles as well as the back muscles. And a plank is a perfect example of that. Um, There's another exercise in my book. All of these, by the way, are are beautifully illustrated with step-by-steps in my book. Um, The dead bug exercise where you're lying on your back and you control the movement of your pelvis by using that muscle to keep it from rocking or tilting um, or your back from arching as you add limb movements onto it. There's a whole series of exercises that you build up about five or six. Fantastic. Okay, we've got to take a short break and when we come back we're going to answer some questions from our listeners. 
Tides is beachside dining all year round. Directly on the Hunt Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat no matter what the season. Whether you choose our dining room, a frosty find at our bar, or our sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, we guarantee you great atmosphere with superfood and service. Our menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out our drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and our well-rounded wine list with our state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is the place to watch any big game, too. We have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, we specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit TidesNahant.com today. Our pets are family. That's why I take my dog to Poochie's Dog Grooming in Saugus. I know my furry friend is going from smelling crummy to yummy because Liz and Courtney at Poochie's Dog Grooming really care. Whatever your pet's needs are, be it dematting to extra scissoring or a special bath with essential oils, they have your furry friend covered. So call Poochie's Dog Grooming today at 781-558-5816 or visit PoochieSpa.com, voted number one by their clients on Boston's A-List. I have found the best-kept secret on the North Shore and just in time for spring. Family-owned and operated Labranti Tile and Stone. They've been in business for over 30 years, and they do all their own installations. You'll work with Jay at their showroom in Peabody, who will color coordinate your dream space, and Gerald and Pat will handle all the expert installations. Now doing complete bathroom remodels, including rip-outs, tiles, vanity tops, glass doors, and even mirrors. So visit them at 134 Newberry Street in Peabody, or call them at 978 536 or visit LabrantiTileAndStone.com. The highly specialized staff at Peak Performance Physical Therapy in Swampscott has taken a collaborative approach to treating patients with just one goal, to get you the highest level of physical fitness. So what really makes them different? The staff is highly specialized so that you get the personal service you need. They are one of the only facilities on the North Shore with on-site aquatic physical therapy. Call Peak Performance Physical Therapy at 781-586-0550 today or visit peakperformancept.net. I did and I couldn't have made a better decision. listening to Talk with Francesca, and I'm speaking with Joan Pagano, and we're talking about strength training and getting in shape, and spring is here, and summer is around the corner, so welcome back, Joan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Okay, I have a question. Emma from Beverly says, I am 30 pounds overweight, and my doctor told me to cut out all carbs. That seems drastic. I've read that it causes, oh, here we go. I mentioned this earlier, something called ketosis. Don't we need some carbs? Okay, well, Again, I am not trained right. or schooled in nutrition, but I can tell you this, that it's never a good idea to eliminate an entire group of foods. However, that said, now that, that's what the U.S. dietary guidelines would, would tell you. Mm-hmm. That said, however, the most effective way that I have seen people lose weight is when they go on an elimination diet and they eliminate sugar, mm-hmm. fat, and, and flour. So your carbs there would come from the flour, vegetables. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, you yeah. want to eliminate the right. carbs that come from flour, mm-hmm. but your, the carbs that you need would come from vegetables. Or instead. something like steel cut oats, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that is actually that. I actually had a nutritionist um, on, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago. And interesting what she recommended for breakfast, like a couple of egg whites and, you know, a quarter of a cup of still, uh, still cut oats. So, you know, you get the protein and you get the carbs. So that was kind of interesting. But I would, Emma, um, recommend that you go back to, you go to my website and, and under recent shows and look for the show on nutrition and, and see if you can get some answers there. So thank you for that, that question. Um, let's see here. Um, some myths about lifting weights making you bulk up. What do you think about that? That's probably the biggest myth, and there is so much outdated thinking about weight training that I'm glad you brought that up. Women simply do not have enough of the hormone testosterone to build big muscles as men do. We just don't have it in our bodies. And if you do see a woman who is a bodybuilder who has muscles and a lot of definition, then she has followed, first of all, she's genetically gifted to look like that, and then she has followed a very vigorous regimen in Mm -hmm. order to achieve that look of strength training and following nutritional guidelines to get that look. Most of us simply will not build big muscles. We can't do it. And what instead will happen is you will firm the muscles up that you have so that you develop better, better contours in your body. You actually lose inches. And I think that's a really interesting point, too, when mm-hmm. you're talking about weight yeah. control. Oh, definitely. Losing inches instead of losing pounds. You know, it, when I had um, injured my um, back a couple months ago, or um, I was in physical therapy, and a lot of the exercises were core exercises, and that's all I was doing. I, I couldn't get to the gym and, and you know, do that that kind of stuff and you know what it was about a month and a half into my physical therapy and my clothes started fitting me better and I thought what mm-hmm. the heck is going on here yeah interesting isn't yeah, it, it those is. core exercises you can't really spot reduce but mm. when you start firming up those muscles yeah they they give you a different line and also they imp- it improves your posture oh absolutely so that you stand taller and you look slimmer yeah yeah um here another one Jackie from Middleton asks I am a 45 year old and cannot get rid of the belly fat even though I don't consider myself overweight well join the club um <laughs> Jackie I'm 5'4 and 120 and I am I just stuck Joan with it unless I get a tummy tuck well 5'4 and 120 doesn't sound like a that doesn't sound very overweight. To, well, she's she's saying she's not overweight. She just right. can't, rid of, can't get rid of the belly. Well, well some that, of that is hormonal, isn't it? It could be, but that, again, that is a question of becoming more aggressive. I mm. hear this all the time from women that they no longer, they what they used to do in terms of exercise and, and their eating plan doesn't work anymore, that they just can't lose that belly fat or that extra five pounds. And that's when you have to get more aggressive and you have to look Mm -hmm. more carefully at your diet and the composition of it and the portions. And you need to exert more calories. It can be done, Mm -hmm. but it it really takes a focus and an effort to do it. You get, get good guidance and you're on your way. You can do it. You can do it. Well, you know, I have a question. I think it's sort of interesting that sometimes people... Um, actually, a friend of mine's wife just recently had, um, yeah, actually, it was a tummy tuck now that I think of it. And she had tried everything, but she just could not get rid of it. So she decided to have, well, I don't know if you call it a tummy tuck. I guess it was liposuction for the belly. Mm. Um, 
you know, I'm, I've been curious about that whole liposuction thing because doesn't it just take fat cells out of one area so that you won't gain weight there, but that if you are eating wrong, you'll just put it somewhere else? Well, you put it back there, actually. Oh, okay. Eventually, you'll put it right back there. If that's where your body is programmed, genetically programmed to carry weight, eventually it will go back there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I wanted to ask you about weightlifting as, um, that, you know, you hear from time to time someone say, oh yeah, I injured myself, I, I was weightlifting and my trainer pushed me too hard. Um, how do you know, and I mean, there's lots of good trainers out there, I'm sure, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are trainers out there that, that are not so good. You know, it's like any kind of uh, therapeutic intervention, if you will, you know. Um, How do you really know if you're lifting too much? Because that can be dangerous, especially... Sure it is. Sure it is. You can really damage your joints. You you can injure yourself, and then you're really pulled off track Well, yeah, and if you don't protect your core, your back can be really... I mean, it can really be hit hard. Absolutely. All our movements emanate from the core. The core is critical. It's an interesting point that you make about that. But you do need to ask for the credentials of the person, the professional that you're hiring. You know, what are, what are their certifications? Mm-hmm. And if you have certain issues, like if you have a back issue or if you have osteoporosis or if you have a particular goal in mind, do they have expertise in that area? Mm-hmm. But definitely ask them for their certifications, what they're certified in and how long they've been training. Uh, a doctor or a physical therapist might have good trainers to refer you to. Mm-hmm. And, and ladies, we know that Joan um, is the best of the best because she trained Jackie O. What was that like on a lighter note? That must Oh, have... she was great. She was one of the most focused clients I've ever had the privilege of training. She she was sixty wow. when she hired me, and she she'd always been an accomplished equestrian, mm-hmm. and she felt that as she was getting older. She had always ridden with a fearlessness, and she felt that she was becoming more cautious as she got older. And she wanted a little routine that she could do at home, and um, she wanted it to to be sport-specific. We call that sport-specific to riding. (laughs) So she had already created a little routine that she did with free weights and ankle weights in her bathroom and bedroom in uh, in her private quarters of her apartment, and I added things. No home gym? <laughs> <laughs> no. No home gym for Jackie O? Oh, my no, goodness. just your basics. She was really down to earth. Oh, and goodness. she learned exercises that I taught her. She was very focused in the way she took them in and practiced them um, to strengthen her back and the rear shoulder muscles and her core in order to keep her upright. And the thing I think is so great about that story is there's so many inspiring messages for the rest of us, too. She worked out at home with minimal equipment, just like you and I can, and it doesn't take much. It's not a big investment to get the right weights. Uh, That she was feeling her age, like many of us, Mm -hmm. and knew that strength training can defend against the aging process, and that being strong gives us a sense of empowerment. She knew that she would be more confident and independent and self-reliant, that she would be, be able to recover that fearlessness that she'd always ridden with. Tell us about that when you say that it, it gives us more self-confidence and empower, it's more it's empowering because that's yes. important for women and I'd like you to... Sure, because sure. you can be 
more independent and self-reliant. You can do things for yourself. Mm, You can carry your suitcase, put it in the overhead bin on the airplane. You can, you have more stamina. You're more able-bodied. You're more capable. You're, uh, you're active, um, strong people are more capable of taking care of themselves and less likely to be injured. So if you're going through a separation or a divorce and he's not going to be around any longer, mm-hmm. you want to feel like you can, you can do it on your own. And strength training is very empowering. It gives you that can-do feeling, mm-hmm. like I can take care of myself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I really, whenever I, I, I joined a gym a while ago and this great, great yoga, um, you know, I'm not nuts, though, about their weight training. I used to do that pump class that I liked very much, and they don't have that there. And I was just looking the other day at that TRX training. What do you, and I haven't taken it yet, but I'm curious what you think about that kind of yeah, training. Yeah, great. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, now, you is, know, and do you consider that, that strength? You do you think that's, you? Um, would you consider that like a strength training class? Yeah, that's oh, you strength would. training using body weight and gravity. Right. Definitely. Because you can adjust the level of the resistance according to the the ropes that you're using and, and mm-hmm. where your body is positioned. But there's no weights, is there? No. You're using your body weight, but because of the way it's, it's like... The way it's positioned against gravity and mm-hmm. where the ropes are that you're using, it's like doing a push-up. Now, a push-up can be a push-up against the wall, which is, like, very light. Right. Or you can do a diagonal push-up against your kitchen sink, which I happen to love, by the way. I'm a big fan of them, mm-hmm. which you're shifting a little more body weight to your upper body. Or you can get down on the floor and do a half push-up from your knees or a full push-up, a military-style push-up from your toes. So that's all doing the same movement but in a different position against gravity. And that's what the TRX, those slings and ropes, mm-hmm. help you do. They help position you in different ways so that you're using more muscle power. So if you did something like that, could you would you would consider that one of your strength training days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm, I think just about the weights. And I'm curious what you think about those pump classes. I mean, so many of the gyms offer them. I don't know what that is. What is a pump, pump class? class? Well, it's a um, it's a very specific kind of, it, it's using weights, but it's a different kind of weights. It's the bar with the weights on either side. Um, very, very specific routine. But it's, when I think of weights, I, I prefer the free rate weights, free weights yeah. you know, rather than those than those big bars with the weights on either side. That seems like a lot for a woman. What do you think? It's individual. Okay. The idea is that as we get older, especially for our bones, we want to lift heavier and heavier oh, we while do. protecting the joints. Oh, okay. So if that works, um, if you can do that, but you need to build up gradually mm-hmm. and you need to protect the joints. You need to work out in good form and alignment so that you don't create any injuries because I've had people come to me and said, my doctor told me to keep going up in the weights for my bone density, but now I have knee, low back, and shoulder injuries. Well, Mm. you know, that's totally counterproductive. So you need to work within your own limitations, but always trying to push yourself a little bit more and lift heavier. Um, if you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Joan Pagano. Do you, Joan, does it matter whether you walk three miles a day or you lift weights for an hour a day? Would you consider a walking a weight-bearing exercise? 
Yes, walking is a weight-bearing exercise, and weightlifting is a resistance exercise. So there are oh. two different categories. One is weight training, and one is weight-bearing. It's confusing because oh. you always hear that for osteo, for the bones, for healthy bones, you need to do weight-bearing. Mm. That means you need to be on your feet against the force of gravity. So whether you're walking or whether you're doing a standing weight training exercise, being on your feet is is using the anti-gravity muscles. So that in itself is beneficial. But you all, and so we say you need weight-bearing aerobic activity and you need weight training or resistance training that targets all the major muscle groups of the body for doing, when you're doing your strength training. Right, routine. yeah, and when you're walking, you're really only using your, your legs. Right, right. I don't think so, walking tones you the way weightlifting does, do you? Well... <laughs> It doesn't tone you, but it, it does keep you on your feet, which is good. Mm-hmm. You would benefit from adding intervals of faster-paced walking or mm-hmm. inclines upstairs or hills in order to make your walking routine more vigorous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the skeleton, for instance, doesn't recognize regular walking as an overload. It doesn't respond to it because it's something that most of us do at some point during our day. So, again, in order to stimulate the bones, you need to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of toning, no, you, I would agree with you. You need, you need the weights in addition to doing your walking program. Walking won't tone you enough. It will help burn calories, though. Mm-hmm. If you're just getting started on a program, walking is a great exercise, and you should just get out there and start walking and start accumulating time, like go for your 10 or 15-minute intervals of mm-hmm. time during the course of the day and try to build on that. Try to make them longer and add more intervals so that you have maybe 45 minutes of walking at the end of the day. So if you're trying to lose weight that and you're not exercised or you've been away from exercise, that's a great way to get started. Well, that's actually how I got back into exercising. And it's funny, I have a little 20-pound Bichon, and Bichons love to walk. So um, every day I would walk a little bit more until I got up to about five miles. It's finally finally hit this dog this week. (laughs) All of a sudden, you know, it was really funny. He was getting really excited, like, wow, she's really taking me for a lot of walking. This is really cool. So in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I was like, okay, let's go again. You know? <laughs> and so we were doing this and, you know, got up to maybe, I don't know, maybe seven miles in total. And all of a sudden, I think he just crashed. Like, okay, <laughs> enough is enough. And that's so cute. Oh, it is so, it <laughs> you is. Wore him out. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I really did. And, but uh, but it, it's actually, yeah, so, so ladies, getting a dog is a good thing, too. If it you, is. <laughs> I've seen people lose weight with their dogs, too. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, another question here. Rachel from Quincy says, I come from a large family of six girls and we're all overweight. Both of our parents are as well. I think we eat pretty well, no, pretty healthy, excuse me, and yet the weight doesn't come off. Is it hereditary and are we destined to be overweight? Well, it could be hereditary, but mm. she doesn't mention anything about exercise mm, at all. So mm. she doesn't say we're all overweight and we're all walking a half an hour every day or we're all going to the gym. So I wonder what's going on with the exercise component there. Right. Um, you need to, your lifestyle habits are really important. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're overweight, if you're really overweight, you really need to, you really need to get with the program because it's, uh, it puts you at risk for cardiovascular disease, diabetes, 
full-blown obesity. So you, you, it really becomes a health issue. It, it, yeah, you know, it really, it, it really does. You know, um, a couple of weeks back, I interviewed for all of uh, four minutes uh, Dr. Phil, and he has diabetes. Um, has had it for 25 years, and he's promoting a website. Um, I think it's called getonit.com, I want to say. But really talking about just, it, it's not just um, strength training. It's just not aerobic. It's so many things combined. It's like you say, cutting out the sugar, cutting out the flour, taking the, the stairs instead of the elevator. All these things add up. And maybe you might have a bigger frame, but I find it hard to believe that, um, you know, I, I think you can change those. I think that might be called epigenetics. I'm really not sure. Are you familiar with um, Dr. Frank Lipman, Joan? No. Oh, no, okay. Because he? he's in New York as well. And he, he talks about um, epigenetics and how we can really change um, our, our health. You if can some... change your cells. You actually change your cells by lifestyle. That's what the new research is showing. It's fascinating. You can, you can change the cells in your body. Exactly. By your nutrition, by that's your right. nutrition and activity patterns, by that, your lifestyle. That's right. But it does certainly uh, take a commitment. Uh, Rachel, that's for sure, and it's a big one. And it's a, and again, it is a lifestyle. It isn't, it isn't just we're going to do this for a couple of weeks or a month. Even it's, you know, and there's lots of support out there too. Yes, and imagine if one of that family really got with the program and started to shape up how it might influence the others. I see that happening a lot when mm-hmm. somebody really, really has good success in a program. They become an emissary, you know, for mm-hmm. that for their lifestyle. <laughs> they start converting other people. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing. It's yeah, sort of it contagious. Sure yeah, yeah. Hey, Joan, what do you think? You know, do you think water affects um, weight loss? You mean fluid content in your body? Well, like drinking so much water, like. You know, there's sort of this, um, you know, people say sometimes, you know, the more water you drink, the more likely it is that you lose weight. Well, that's probably true. I know that Weight Watchers advises people to drink like a full, um, I don't know if it's an 8 or 12 ounce bottle of water before a meal to fill you up. Oh, well, that makes sense. So that's another use of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, water is really, really a a very healthful thing. But we've also found that uh, new research shows that we don't need the eight, eight ounce glasses that we used to think that we get our water through foods like fruits that have a lot of water in them through other kinds of drinks, even caffeinated drinks, which didn't used to count coffee and tea, Mm -hmm. they now count as fluid. So it's kind of getting 64 fluid ounces of liquid, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as long as it's not alcoholic, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) wine doesn't count. No, wine doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we have time, I think, for one more question. Uh, Maria from Milton says, with weight training, can you overdo it? My joints ache the next day or two after weight training, or maybe it's muscle pain. I'm not really sure. Mm, It's good um, good to differentiate. If there's um, pain in your joints, you probably need to back off. Definitely, not probably, definitely need to back off. If you have a little muscle soreness, like in the belly of the muscle, Mm. you know, the joint is the shoulder, the hip, the knee, the low back. Those are joints, ankles. So if you have pain in a joint, something's wrong. You should not have pain in your joints. In fact, we need to protect the joints. If you have a little bit of muscle, um, muscle soreness, 
and hopefully it's only a little bit. And that would be like in your upper arm where the bicep is right. or in your glutes, in your buttocks, or in mm-hmm. your quads in the front of your thigh or your hamstrings in the back or your calves, like that. If it's in the muscle itself, then probably it's just your muscles sort of saying, you got me. You, tar- you, know, you know that you targeted that muscle, but you should never overdo it to the point where you're kind of Charlie Horst and you can't move the next day, which happens to people if they, they're too enthusiastic. And, and, but it, all around, Joan, it, it's really important to keep the core protected. And if we keep the core protected, then we're safe. Is that, did I hear that correctly? The core is, the, core is the, the anatomical center of the body, and it's where all movement emanates from. Mm-hmm. So it's like really strengthening the core. Strengthen the core, you'll have better quality of movement, better posture, better endurance, and you will also protect your low back. Definitely. And you know what? Thank you for that. And you know what else I think? This is just sort of a, a um, side note here. But I think if you're strong in your core, I mean, if you think about it, the mind-body connection, if you're strong in your core, I would think emotionally, you know, you just feel better. You know, that well, you're, you're sort of like strengthening your whole um, body and mind at the same time. Do you, what do you think of that? Yes. Yes, I think strength throughout the body. I think starting with the core, that's a great beginning, but also in your lower body and your upper body, we need it throughout the body. And it is very empowering to feel strong and capable that you can, you can do what you need to do. Nobody wants to lose their, their quality of lifestyle. And that's what happens if you get injured or as you're getting older, suddenly you find you can't do things you used to be able to do. And that is when it starts to age you. Physical limitations are what age us. So we want to be able to keep our quality of life, preserve our quality of life. And that's where you need a well-rounded fitness program, get some professional guidance, do your strength training, your cardio, and your stretching. And if you do get injured, get, get to a physical therapist or a doctor and, and figure it out and go on from there. All right. Joan Pagano, thanks so much for being on Talk with Francesca this morning. What is your uh, web address? Yes, it's joanpaganofitness.com. And that's Please P-A-G-A-N-O. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, there's all kinds of free information, including these 10 little video, two-minute videos of things that you can do during the course of your day, in the morning, on the side of your bed, in the kitchen while you're waiting for your tea or your coffee, at your desk, at, at the end of the day, They're called the Daily Video Tips. So look at them. They're great tips and enjoy them. Fantastic. Joan, thanks again for all your information. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Francesca. Okay. My pleasure. All right. Okay, it's time to wrap things up. We've got to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Love to hear from you with comments or questions. Remember the websites, talkwithfrancesca.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. Don't try.